Welcome to So This Is Holland, an unexpected trip to special needs parenting, hosted by Michelle Finn and Donna Sandoval, fellow special needs moms, keeping it real and providing a place for you to listen in and say, oh my gosh, me too. Hello and welcome to episode two of So This Is Holland. We are so excited to be here again, and I know that... First, we want to start off by thanking you for the support and just the outpouring of sharing and reviews and the amazing feedback we've received. It has really been a humbling experience. And I know one that has brought so much joy and happiness to me and Michelle. And we are so excited to keep going on this. And we look forward to providing hopefully a just authentic value that you feel heard and that you are not alone. So we are here again. And today's topic is sleep. What is that? As special needs moms, so many of us struggle. Actually, I did a poll in our stories and 80% of our listeners are having sleep struggles as special needs parents. Um, I know that it is something that is so hard and so many people want to give us the answers to the problem, but it's not that easy. We are Google Queens. I think so many of us, especially moms, are Google Queens. We try all the things. So giving advice to a mom that without sleep of a special needs kid really is gonna get they're gonna want to smack you. I mean, they're gonna want to hit Absolutely. you. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So I will I really bow down to Michelle on this one. And she actually pinpointed, she's like, well, you have the opposite issue. Josh goes to sleep really late and James wakes up really early. I'm like, oh, I don't even think we have sleep issues anymore. Like I'm even scared to talk about this subject in fear of jinxing it because <laughs> we're in a good season. But I, she did remind me that we do wake up at like 4.30 in the morning. And for some people that is just like, insane. And I guess we've just been accustomed to it. <laughs> That's it. I mean, I'm East coast and she gets up hours before I do. But Michelle's also sending me messages at midnight, my time. And I'm like, girl, it is three o'clock in the morning, your time go the F to sleep. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, with, I'm going to tell a little bit of my story and then I really want Michelle to, to spearhead this one. Cause she, I, like I think about what us special needs parents go through. And in the beginning, I remember when James was little, because up to about three and a half years old, he did not sleep solid. It was about every two hours screaming. Um, we were trying different medications. He would, he would rock on his head so hard into his bedding and into his crib that he had scabs all over his head. Um, it was, I'd be up at three o'clock in the morning, just bawling, crying in the living room while he's in a ball pit watching TV, just because you're so exhausted. Um, it is maddening. And when you're, uh, it's very similar to when you have a brand new baby, but the difference is that, you know, they're going to grow out of this and they will eventually mm -hmm. start sleeping. And for us special needs moms, it's the realization that this might be forever. Absolutely. And that's what I want Michelle to really share is how she's coping and how she's surviving and really thriving with her business and her coaching and helping other moms, even with very little sleep. <laughs> so for me, I wake up at four 30, James is doing much better on the sleep. Vacations are a whole different story. We'll talk about that probably a different episode, but in his, <laughs> bed, in his sleep, he does really well, but I do understand what it's like 
when he was little and how forever and just, it could just shatter you. And those middle of the night, just breakdowns are so real. And I just don't know how at 19 years you're still going. So tell us, Michelle, how? (laughs) Well, first off, I also want to say thank you guys. You are freaking amazing. Thank you for tuning in. And the feedback you have given us has been so wonderful. I mean, when Donna said that it makes us happy, it really does warm our hearts and makes us smile. Every time you guys make a post and tag us in it, we're like, yes, these people are awesome. So thank you. I wanted to echo that. And now to sleep. So I know with most special needs parents, we do have those issues. Either your child is getting up really early or your child is getting up really late or going to bed really late. Mine is my son doesn't want to go to sleep. He has been like that since he was a baby. I mean, even as an infant, 10 o'clock was early for him. And it's not because I didn't lay him down at seven. I would lay him on his belly because he could not roll over. And I would monitor him like, okay, yeah, I'm going to lay him here and he's going to fall asleep because he's going to get so bored. No, he just laid there. There were times that I put him in his room and he was in a safe bed and he would just sit there all night long until I came in to get him. And having a child with epilepsy that also has epilepsy that's triggered by sleep issues, it's a little scary. So how am I surviving? Well, I'm a little bit crazy. <laughs> so that's that's how I'm doing it. Um, and I feel for parents going through it. Joshua, he party. I say he parties all night, but he flaps. If you've ever seen my videos, you have seen him flapping at night. It is almost like I have it in fast forward. It doesn't even look human how fast he's flapping. And he screams. And it's all behavior. And it can last for hours. So what I do is I make sure when I can't handle it anymore. Because there, are, you guys know there are times that you we love our kids, but we're like, no, I this is too much. I can't do it. So I will walk away from him. I will make sure he's safe. I will walk away from him and I will throw a temper tantrum. I will literally throw pillows. I will punch the air. I will cuss. Whatever it is that is kind of giving me that release, then I will calm down and I will come back in and I will deal with him. Usually it requires me grabbing a hold of him, like in a big bear hug. And reciting, I made a post on our Instagram page yesterday about this, but reciting these books and you have to be with Joshua, like animated, like, um, you say, how does a dinosaur say goodnight, you know, and then it'll get him laughing. But when he, when it's sleep, it takes a while to get there. Right. And we've gone to neurology. We have been, had sleep testing. We have done medicine. We have done this thing. That's like a 24 hour reset where every two hours each, like for a couple of days, we would sleep, try to go to sleep at this time. And then two nights later, we push it back two more hours. We've tried to do the 24 hour resets. Nothing helps. So this is where we are. This is our life. And my average sleep a night is four hours. So when I do (laughs) on occasion, get that eight hours, seven, eight hours sleep, I am exhausted all day long. My body does not know how to deal with it, right? It's that we adjust. Like my husband finally just started using the CPAP machine. So I'm actually getting some sleep like 
that's, if anything, my sleep issue was my snoring husband that would die like 15 times <laughs> yeah, right? a minute next to me. So he's finally wearing a sleep pad, a seat pad, but he's like, I'm so tired because for the first time he's getting sleep. Like our bodies are just crazy things of how we adjust. And I just, I, I am amazed at how you, you do that. And I know that there's been, I have a safe bed for James because I'm able to just put him in there. I call it his cage, which sounds awful, but I'm like, you're going in your cage. That's <laughs> it. it allows me to know that he's safe. And I was thinking about when, when I, I, I actually messaged you, I said, girl, we need to find a sleep solution yeah. for you. And I thought about that. It's not that easy because even with a safe bed, you have, I'm sure PTSD and fear of the epilepsy and not being right next to him. I mean, you share a bed with him that is stimming and I just, I I hate it. Oh, I do not want to sleep with my child, but like I've, I've gone to the moments where I'll walk into his bed. Like James is up and like yelling, he's just having a night or he's pooped in the middle of the night. And I like, will scream at him. And I feel so bad. And yeah. I feel like the worst. And I'm like, just go the F to sleep. Like you just lose it. You completely go yeah. like a nut job. But I think that it's important for us to know that special needs parenting and sleep deprivation go hand in hand. Oh, absolutely. There's nothing that you can, I mean, other than the fact that the one thing you can do for yourself is give yourself grace, yes. understand that the overwhelm, you are tired. Those are all real legitimate things to allow yourself to feel, to forgive yourself for when you lose your shit, when you don't have the patience to deal with the annoying Karen at the store, like understand that the, and, and be aware that you have a reason mama, like yeah. these are real hard things we're going through. And without with, with sleep, these are hard things. And then you put on no sleep on top of that sleep deprivation. I mean, it's freaking no wonder we're all a little crazy in this community. (laughs) Well, and you need to learn how to walk away, right? When you feel it, I feel it. Like when I start losing my mind and I'm like, Oh my God, shut up. I'm like, okay, you need to walk the freak away. Like this is not okay anymore because you're going to lose your mind. And I don't want him to see me lose it like that. He has like, he doesn't help. It escalates both of you. It does. It does. It's just, it, it, and then you feel bad and then that escalates and it's just this spiral of. They feed off of our emotion. Right. So, and that's, that was the one thing I've learned. And because I am a yoga and meditation teacher, I have learned how to breathe and just walk away and say, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And like I said, I do through tantrums. I am not perfect because I have people message me all the time. They're like, I don't know how you're doing this. And I'm like, I'm not doing doing it. (laughs) (laughs) And, And I try to be honest about that because look, this, this life that we live is hard. And sometimes it's heartbreaking. And I don't have the support system that you have. So I don't have anybody that's going to be like, you know what, Michelle, I got it. Just, just go. I got it. It's me. It's him. And if I'm not doing it, who's going to do it. And I think that it is important that if there's any way at all for you to get the support, if there's somebody there that maybe I know a lot of us have a hard time asking for help, but oh, I've asked anybody. No, I'm not saying that you yeah, have yeah, yeah. Yeah, in yeah. our community. A lot of, a lot of us moms want to take it on to ourselves yes. and we don't want to ask for the support. And we, we feel like it should not be other people's weight or burden to carry. Mm-hmm. And we need to be open to asking for yes. 
And even if that's one night away at a motel down the freaking road to allow yourself a moment to step away and get some rest, do it. Try to make that, that happen. You deserve it. We, you need it. This, this doesn't end. It's not like a newborn that is going to go out of this stage. This is, this is life. This is life. And we have to figure out a way to give ourselves grace, but also own it request help and support when available. And if it's there, fight for it, however that can happen and know that you're worth it and you matter and you need to get some sort of respite from that. Like it it needs to happen at some point. You can't just keep going all the time on it. No. And I think where that's come in, to be quite honest with you, is how many times have we heard, oh my gosh, I don't know how you're doing this. God only, you know, we've talked about this gives special children where people feel uncomfortable with our lifestyle. So they end up putting us on this pedestal and we don't want, and it's not that we want to be up there, but we don't know how to get down from it because then we, we get, we're in this place where nobody else is. Right. And And nobody else can do what I'm doing for my son. That's it. And no one can help. And you want to protect your kids, right? Because we've all had those caregivers that have come in that are, or teachers or, and I'm not saying this about the whole community because we've had amazing people in his world, but we've all had those people that have come in that have not been kind to our kids that have not done right by our kids and, and people in society that have discriminated. And those are all different topics, but we pull them close, which makes us then protect them. Like we're, we don't want to leave them. We're, we're scared to leave them. We're and it almost becomes a lot of parents become codependent on the need yes. for it. And that is yes. their solid identity in life. And I think that it, it is admirable. It is, it is amazing what these moms are capable of doing, but at the same point, it becomes something that really needs to change. Like they need to also remember that they matter, that they have a purpose in life of their own, that they're allowed to live and they're, they should be finding something of their own that they can live through, not just their kids. Well, that's it. Well, and that's it. We're not put on this earth just to live for our children. And I know for me that, that codependency really came in, um, because Joshua has his seizures when he is in the middle of like sleep and wake. So that, that twilight time. So when he's waking in the morning is when he tends to have seizures and, um, Joshua actually was seizure free for 11 years. And then in September of, um, 2017, he had a grandma seizure and it ended up breaking both of his hips. And so that scared me and PTSD, let's talk about it. And then January, 2020, anybody that's followed our story, he hadn't had a seizure again in January, 2020, he had another seizure that broke his femur bone. And that's a whole nightmare story. That's another story all in its own. (laughs) But so yeah, PTSD, like I'm scared. I'm scared that something is going to happen to him. If we don't get the sleep under control. Understandably, like that's, Oh, I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine when I shared your story with so many people, just because I was praying for you. I was heartbroken for you. I was afraid because that is always one of my biggest fears with James is seizures, because it is like 80% of one P three sixers develop or, or have seizures at some point. And I feel like this past year, maybe I'm just more sensitive to it and and watching and and people talk about it, that they're, they're seizure free for all these years. Then all of a sudden it like through puberty or something else, it'll be triggered. Mm -hmm. And so I'm always just like, Oh, please, God, please don't give me seizures too. (laughs) I mean, if he will, we will survive it. We will figure it out. But I'm like that. And I don't even, I've never even seen it. 
And I'm like, I was afraid for it just through your story. So I couldn't imagine trying to go to sleep with that fear, with that PTSD of like, will this be another? Because he doesn't seem to have little small ones. He likes to go big. No, he goes goes big and they go long, like grandma, 20 minutes. Like it's terrifying. But, but in 2017, when this happened, it, it changed my life. Like when we go through bad things, we can either fall apart or we can grow from it. And that is when, because I broke, I mean, I know, you know, the story yeah. and I'll tell it in another episode, but I completely broke, but that is what made me go and become a yoga teacher and a meditation teacher. I learned how to calm. And then I was like, people want more than this. And I went back to school for coaching. So, and I work almost primarily with special needs moms because we really do need to learn how to put ourselves first. And with special needs moms, we are stubborn. We are a stubborn group of women. We are a hard group. (laughs) Really? We love our children so much. And we've been, we've had so much rejection in this world of special needs, right? That like we're talking about, we hold them so close that we don't think anybody else can help us. And that's what you were saying is it is important to learn how to make changes. And I mean, just since I started this in 2017, my life has changed completely. I mean, it's so much better because I've learned to love myself a little bit more than I did. Yes. And I think that when, like when I was going through those throws of James's beginning stages and Mm -hmm. not sleeping and exhausted and afraid and the unknown and the thought of this is forever is so haunting in those first, because you're still grieving the, the lost dreams of what you had for the future of your child and the midnight pity parties and cry fest or freak outs. Like they're all so real. And I think that when you are allowed to step back and take something of your own and make it a goal of your own, because we're so, so micro-focused on those goals of our kids and the, the OT homework and the PT homework and all these things that we take yeah. so seriously. And you throw another assignment at us, we're, we're gung-ho, but you try yeah. to tell us to do something for ourselves, to create time in that. We are like, nope, sorry, no time, no time. But I'm telling you, you have to make that time for your own self survival, like for your, so that you don't get lost because getting lost is a very dark and isolating space. So both me and Michelle are, are examples of what happens when you allow yourself to be a light in your own life and to have some time carved out for your own goals and your own passions. It gets you through some of the darkest moments and allows you to thrive instead of just being in that survival mode that so many of us get in and there's seasons of survival mode. Like I swear the last two years during this damn pandemic, like I am just coming out of the survival mode. And a lot of that has been moving forward with goals of like this right here, this podcast has been such a light for me. And it's something that we've allowed ourselves to, to have in this life. And I think it's important that we, we take that inventory of what we want And we start making little movements in that direction. And those little movements can grow into so much bigger things for ourselves. And even with no sleep, we can find a way to survive as long as we're nice to ourselves and we love ourselves through it and we give ourselves grace and we ask for help. And that's why I really think that this podcast on sleep could be a great insight that you could share with the people around you, your friends and your family that say, I don't know how you can do it, or tell me how you, I can help you. Maybe you just need someone to actually have an idea that the help you need is just to give, give you grace, 
to understand that you're tired, that you might be snippy once in a while. And it's not on them. It's the fact that you're exhausted and to be okay and still be there and still be a friend, even with the changing attitudes that we have and, and just the trauma that we're, we're navigating to get through every day. My fantasy, honestly, and this tells you that you're a special needs mom. My fantasy is to have somebody come in that will get Joshua ready for bed, give him his seizure meds, put him to bed and stay in bed with him all night. So I don't have just one day. Give me one day. There's some people that have that. It's called a night nurse that you legitimately should be able to get. He, he doesn't qualify. He, Joshua falls into this too severe, not severe enough. Oh, yeah, that's a whole other episode I wrote, actually wrote yes. down the other day. I'm like, the discrimination within our community. Yeah, it's insane. But one thing I love about you, and it's one thing that I've always kind of like stood back and like admired because you do it, is you do have a nice community around you. And I know that you guys built that. But I watch you do your garage, like you're just in your garage, like hanging out with your friends while James is sleeping. He's safe. You're there, but you guys are socializing or you go on trips and you go on mom trips. And that is what I aspire to do. So I look at somebody like you and instead of now saying, I'm never going to do that. Now I'm like, that's what I'm aspiring to do. I'm going to get there. I'm, and I'll probably have my first girl trip with you. Let's yes, face it. Yes, but, yes. But probably October. We got to make it October because there is a special needs mom retreat that I went to the first one last year. Um, and I really want to go again this year. And one day maybe we'll have a, so this is Holland freaking retreat for I us. I know, wouldn't that be awesome? Because we have talked about that. We have we freaking goals, people. So you're in yeah, it. Yeah, we have jumped way ahead. <laughs> yes. So we just want to thank you again for being a part of this with us. And if, you know, we would love to connect with you more on our social media platforms. You can find me at Determined Donna and Michelle at Michelle Finn Coaching on Instagram. We are Michelle Finn Donna Sandoval on Facebook. We are here. We are here with a passion to connect. So please reach out to us. All right, guys, you have a wonderful day and we will see you next time.